0: Today is the last day, day seven of our winter seven-day sushin. It's the 22nd of July, 2022. And this morning, we're going to take up a koan, number 84 in the Hikigan Roku, uh, Villa McKirtie's Gate of Non-Duality. And he, here it goes, this is how the case goes. Uh, Villa McKirtie asked Manjushri, what is the Bodhisattva's Dharma gate of non-duality? Manjushri answered, To my mind, in all dharmas there are no words, no preaching, no demonstration, and no recognition. It is beyond all questions and answers. That is entering the Dharma gate of non-duality. Then Manjushri asked Vimalakirti, Each of us has had his say. Now tell us, good man, what is the bodhisattva's entry into the gama, dharma gate of non-duality? Secho commented, saying, What did Villa say? And again, he says, I've seen through him. So just a word about the Rock Roku, the Blue Cliff Record, that it's a, a complex text and that it was... Um, the the different stories were collected by Secho, Chinese name Shuado, and he wrote a verse for each one and added some comments. And then, quite some time later, I think it was about a hundred years later, um, Engo took the collection and added introductions to each case and uh, quite voluminous uh, comments commenting on the case itself and on and on, also on. Secho's comments. Most koans are brief exchanges between masters and students. This one, however, um, comes from a sutra, a Mahayana sutra, the Vimalakirti Nirdesa Sutra. And the second word, Nirdesa means something like preach. Um, The sutra goes back to the second century of um, the Common Era and it was a very influential text in both China and Japan in translation. Um, The original of the sutra is lost so we're um, drawing on the uh, translation by Kumarajiva into Chinese, that was done um, soon, fairly soon after it was, it was uh, written. Uh, Virat Milakirti is a s- semi-legendary person. Um, he was a wealthy lay disciple of the Buddha uh, living in Vaisali, which is present-day Bernares. The Buddha was um, giving teachings there, and one day Vilma did not appear for, at the usual time to Tesho. So um, word was sent fr- from his household that he was sick. And it came to, to be understood that he was sick, and this is a very famous statement because sentient beings are sick. Just a little bit more, a quote from the sutra. This is Vimalakirti speaking. Manjushri, my sickness comes from ignorance and the thirst for existence, and it will last as long as do the sicknesses of all living beings. Were all being, living beings to be free from sickness, I also would not be sick. Why? Manjushri, for the Bodhisattva, the world consists only of living beings, and sickness is inherent in the living world. Were all living beings free from sickness, the Bodhisattva also would be free from sickness. For example, Manjushri, when the only son of a merchant is sick, both his parents become sick on account of the sickness of their son, and the parents will suffer as long as the only son does, they will suffer as long as the son does not recover from his sickness. Just so, Manjushri, the Bodhisattva loves all living beings as if each were his only child. He becomes sick when they are sick and is cured when they are cured. You ask me, Manjushri, whence comes my sickness? The sickness of the Bodhisattvas arise from great compassion. This is this is a, a a teaching that is um really at the heart of the Mahayana tradition. Um, Master Dogen called it parental mind, though it's not only confined to the Mahayana Buddhism. We think of the Meta Sutta that we were chanting in the mornings, um, where it speaks of a mother and her, her only child. This is uh, really a uh, beautiful passage because it's it's a depiction of what love looks and feels like. Anyone in this room who's who's had a child who's been very ill or a parent for that matter, know that in some sense you can't be well until the child is well or the parent this This um sentiment of of Kirti's of course is always is also a um, embodiment of non-duality, which the the question in the Koan is all about. Non-separation. Resonating with another who is ill, experiencing that illness as one's own. Not being able to rest as long as that um, illness is untreated. So, anyhow, back to our our particular piece of the story from the sutra. We're told that when when um, when the Buddha hears about Vimalakirti's uh, illness, he wants to send. Uh, a kind of delegation to see Villa McCurty and and find out more about what's going on with him. Uh, but then one after another when asked by the Buddha they, they decline to go saying that they're, um, they're ashamed of their own wisdom compared to his and then they relate stories of h- him uh, correcting their understanding many examples of his great wisdom Finally though, Manjushri agrees to go. Of course Manjushri is the Bodhisattva of wisdom so he should be an equal to Vimalakirti. He's um, the figure on our altar here, the the Bodhisattva of Prajna wisdom the kind of right-hand person to the Buddha himself, um, sitting on a lion for fierceness, um, a youth, always always um, young, fresh-faced, energetic, and with a sword in one hand, the delusion-cutting sword, and in the other, a sutra book. So Manjushri agrees to go, followed by um, 31 bodhisattvas. And as is quite typical of these these Mahayana sutras, they tend to overwhelm you with with numbers. It says, with 32,000 arhats and 8,000 others. So they all assemble and go to visit Vimalakirti, who has um, cleared out his room to make r- way for everybody um, just with his bed in this, in this room which is ten feet square and yet he's able to accommodate all 31 bodhisattvas and 32,000 arhaits and 8,000 others. And so it's one, this is one of the teachings too of this, of this story. What, what is that all about? Here's what um, uh, Yuan Wu Engo says about this. Uh, Villama was an ancient Buddha of the past who also had a family and household. He helped the Buddha Shakyamuni teach and transform. He had inconceivable intelligence, inconceivable perspective, inconceivable supernatural powers and the wondrous use of them. Inside his own room, He accommodated 32,000 jeweled lion thrones and a great multitude of 80,000 without it being too spacious or too crowded. Tell me, what principle is this? Can it be called the wondrous function of supernatural powers? Don't misunderstand. If it is the Dharma gate of non-duality, only by attaining together and witnessing together can there be common mutual realization and knowledge. This point that Engo that is making about a realization and witnessing together is an important one. Talking about non-duality. When we chant our three che- treasures, we say, um, I take refuge in Buddha and resolve that with all beings, I will enter deeply and so forth. With all beings, with all beings, leaving nobody behind. So you can imagine this amazing scene in this little ten-foot square room with the um, arhats arrayed on their jeweled thrones the bodhisattvas gathered around, and Vimalakirti, from his sick bed, asks Manjushri a question: "What is the bodhisattva's Dharma gate of non-duality?" So, he, so he may be ailing, but he's not um, weak. He's ready to test out where this these visitors to his room are coming from. Now, so one of the first points of of this uh, koan is what is what is this question about? What does it mean? What is the bodhisattva's dharma gate of non duality? We we call this place, this this place of non-duality by all kinds of names. Christians might, might call it God. We might say one mind, truth, absolute truth, Buddha nature. But these are just labels. Even though it can't be expressed in words, we still use words to point to it, and that's that's what's happening here. Dharma gate. He's he's saying really, how do you enter into the truth? Where do you enter? And I think that's that's not an uncommon thing for us to ask ourselves. Um, what, what's the way into one mind? And I certainly it's some, a question that people quite often ask when they come to Dokusan. I don't know how to, to enter this marvellous realm. Can't you please help me? Help me to find a way in. There's a little poem by Rumi, um, in the Coleman Barks translation. I have lived on the lip of insanity, wanting to know reasons, knocking on a door. It opens, I've been knocking from the inside. That's what we do a lot of the time, we, we're knocking on the door from inside pushing that door, trying to get it open. And in fact, it comes the other way. It's not locked at all. the teacher can't uh, give the student a map and say, "Follow this, and you'll you'll find your way in." You can just really point you in the right direction, and have you go your own way, and find the way yourself. And that, that, that finding the way comes when everything has been, else has been exhausted. When one is completely at a loss. Back to the story. So, Kirti asks this this question, and then all the all the bodhisattvas who are there, they um, give it a shot, give it their best shot to answer. And um, we don't. I don't have a copy of the sutra here, but um, here are some some sampling of of the kinds of questions that the bodhisattva is answered with answer this question of of what is the bodhisattva's dharma gate of non-duality some said the dharma is unborn therefore it cannot pressure, perish this is the gate to the to the uh, to the dharma gate of non-duality this translation uses the one and only So maybe we'll stick with that for this. It's another translation, the gate to the one and only. Some said, there is no ego, therefore there is no external world. This is the gate to non-duality. Many other sayings followed, such as, sin and blessing are all empty and not different. Samsara and nirvana are the same. There are no gains and no losses. When all 31 had finished, Vila put the same question to Manjushri, who answered as in our present case. So um, let's have a look at, look at Manjushri's answer. To my mind, in all dharmas there are no words, no preaching, no demonstration and no recognition. It is beyond all questions and answers that is entering the Dharma gate of non-duality. Now what, are, what, are you, what about this reply of Manjushri's? Um, can you see how it, it differs from the rest? and here's here's what um, Engo Yuan says. Since the other 31 had used words to dispense with words, Manjushri used no words to dispense with words. At once he swept everything away, not wanting anything, and considered this to be the Dharma gate of non-duality. He certainly didn't realize that this was the sacred turquoise, uh, tur- tortoise dragging its tail, that in wiping away the tracks, he was making traces. It's just like a broom sweeping away dust. Though dust is removed, the tracks of the broom still remain. So it's sort of, it's sort of um, a mixed, mixed message of, of praise and, and um, disparagement here by Yuan Wu. The difference between Manjushri's answer and the, and the other bodhisattvas is that um, Manjushri very roundly um, rejects language as a way of answering, answering this question. He uses language to do that, that's the, that's the traces of the broom that are left behind. Uh, but he's being uh, uncompromising says that it's 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 beyond all questions and answers all all conceptualizations. Then, having made his answer, Manjushri asks Phila each of us has had his say. Now tell us, good man, what is the Bodhisattva's entry into the Dharma gate of non-duality? Okay, you've heard from us. What's your reply to this question? And then there's a blank. And we have Setcho's two comments, what did Villa McCurdy say, and then, I have seen through him. Of course, if, you, if you're at all familiar with the Sutra, you know that um, Villa McCurdy um, was silent. It's known as the thundering silence. Setsho points us to our need to listen in a particular way here. Did we, do we hear Philip McCurdy's reply? Do we really hear it? In one place it suggests that, that, that Secho is pretending to be deaf. He was saying, what did he say? What? What was that? Did I miss something? It's a kind of uh, uh, zen humour to, to again, to not let us pass over this, this moment but to really appreciate it. Setsuo also says, I have seen through him What had he seen? What do you see of the Vilma Kirti here? What was the silence saying, if anything? Rumi again says, in disciplined silence it opens with wandering talk, it closes. What is it that opens and closes? Maybe get a little more um, insight on this um, by looking at the uh, Engo's introduction to this particular Story. Here's what Ingo says Even if you say yes, yes cannot confirm anything. Even if you say no, no cannot deny anything. When yes and no are left behind, and gain and loss are both forgotten, You are clean and naked, free and at ease. Now tell me, what is before you and behind you? If a Zen person comes forth and says, before us is the Buddha shrine and the main gateway, behind us is the dormitory and the abbot's room, tell me, does this person have eyes or not? In sight, in other words. If you can judge this individual accurately, I will admit that you have seen the ancients in person, the ancients being being Mercuri and Manjushri. When we, we look into the words yes and no, we we can appreciate that they're entirely self-referential. That they're they're fabrications, there's something extra that that we human beings create through language. They're not, they're not original, in a sense. The things remain as they are, whether we say yes or no. We can think of um, uh, King Canute stopping the tide Yes and no also don't cover the, the, the kind of richness of reality. Um, everything is, is, is profound and not covered by any kind of label we can give it. Everything is, is profound in this way because you can't pull anything out of reality and have it stand alone. It's it's completely connected by a billion threads to everything else in the universe. Yet we we can say we can say a word like ocean or sky, and th- think that we're touching something when it's it's completely abstract and have a look too at um, Secho's verse. Old Vimalakurti, suffering an empty affliction out of compassion for the living, he lay ill in Vaisali, his whole body withered. The teacher of seven Buddhas came to the single room, repeatedly swept, to ask about the way to non-duality. At the time he tried to knock him over, but he didn't fall. The golden lion has no place to look. So, um, Citro seems to be disapproving, tut-tutting, old Vermilakurti. Suffering an empty affliction out of compassion for the well-living. And so, so often, we, you know, the, the Masters, they, they, they uh, play with us in terms of with approval and disapproval. But why would they, he call it an empty affliction? out of compassion for the living. One comment he says, because essentially uh, there's no one to liberate. We are all free from the very beginning, but out of compassion for the the sentient beings, the, the great Bodhisattva resonates with the sick. I think of um uh, Darlene Cohen who we read for in the first couple of days 3 days of sishin who was afflicted as a young person in her 30s with rheumatoid arthritis and she discovered through the work that she did on her own illness that she could help others we could we can't say that that was uh, bad karma that she had to to have this affliction, when actually it was it was central to her blossoming as a as a human being. He lay ill in Vaisali, his whole body withered. Nothing but skin and bones reduced until there was nothing, nothing uh, extra just bare existence. The teacher of seven Buddhas came to the single room repeatedly swept. We can, we can take this single room as analogy for um, Verma mind repeatedly slept, swept. That's what we're doing when we practice, in a sense. Sweeping the mind. And because this mind was swept, it could contain this vast multitude of, of beings. Or We could understand it is uh, being swept of all uh, um, intellectual interpretations, all False imaginations, as Hakuin says. The teacher of seven Buddhas is is a reference to Manjushri. Um, the, the 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 height of wisdom, the height of of um, Transcendent wisdom, prajna. At the time he tried to knock him over. Um, did in what way did Manjushri try to, to knock Villamakurti over? Well, he, he he challenged him with a um, um, hitting the ball back into his court when asking the question, "What do you say about the gate of the Dharma gate of non-duality?" But um, Elon McCurty certainly didn't fall. He was crystal clear in his understanding and free of a sense of self, so had nowhere to fall, really. He could just pre- present this thundering silence to the assembly. Golden lion has nowhere to look. Golden lion is, of course, a, a reference to Manjushri. He looks and he looks and he can't see anything. Secho comments uh, of Venomakirti I have seen through him. This is another point of the Koan. What has he seen? (laughs) Just going to finish up with a poem. This is from Lao Tzu. The Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be named is not the eternal name. The unnameable is the eternally real. Naming is the origin of all particular things. Free from desire, you realize the mystery. Caught in desire, you see only the manifestations. Yet mystery and manifestations arise from the same source. This source is called darkness. Darkness within darkness, the gateway to all understanding. We'll stop here and recite the four vows. beings without number. I vow to liberate endless blind passions. I vow to uproot dharma gates beyond measure.